Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Ace Ball. And you can also find my written work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. If you want to follow along with the podcast uh, and read along, um, it may provide some help to give a visual to see the stats as we go player by player. But yeah, talking about going by player by player, what I have for you today, if you didn't look at the title of the podcast, is we have an updated top 100 prospect ranking. This is my postseason update. Probably I will not update this again until possibly spring training if there are some major changes in spring training or maybe even into the season. So this might be my last prospect ranking update for quite some time. We will, of course, be talking about prospects during spring training, individual prospects, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing a re-ranking until uh, maybe mid-season, even next year. So maybe mid-season, it might be a preseason one, but again, it's going to be some time before we get into a new prospect ranking update from me. So something to keep in mind as we go through the rankings of the top 100, these are going to be based on fantasy value, not on real life value. So when I'm looking at these prospects and ranking these prospects, I'm ranking them from a fantasy perspective. How much will these players be affecting your fantasy teams, not real life? So that means with hitters, defense doesn't really matter. I'm not really thinking about defense. It means that Pitchers who strike out more guys are going to be more important. And it also means that guys who steal bases, those stolen bases, are going to weigh higher into the ranking of these prospects than just a regular guy. So something to keep in mind when we're going through these. Also, proximity to the majors is going to be prominent in this equation. Even though um, when I'm doing these rankings, I'm thinking of it more of like a five-year plan. So we're looking like five years down the road. But that means that someone like Drew Jones, who's probably not going to be up for the next, you know, three years or whatever, um, we're only going to get two years of major league production from him in the next five years. So that does, uh, is being taken into account in these rankings. So um, keep that in mind. I also generally weight hitters a little bit more than pitchers due to the injury risk and higher volatility of pitching players. So if I have a pitcher pretty high up, that means I'm really high on them. Uh, any pitchers in my top 25, which there are a decent amount, actually, uh, compared to normal, those guys, I, if, they're, if I have them that high, that means that I am really, really high on those pitchers. Um, and lastly, before we get into the rankings, uh, rather than getting into writing little bios on each of these hitters, I've decided to keep my rankings simple by providing just the stats, the rank, and a player comp for each of these players. Uh, I know a lot of people, uh, listening and reading, they don't want a 250 or 500 word blurb on each player. They don't care, uh, necessarily what pitches that the pitcher throws or what their velocity is, um, or even for a hitter, what kind of hitter they are. They like, they don't care necessarily care. Okay. What does the swing look like? Uh, the height, whatever, um, of the player. So that's why I'm going to just going to give a comp. I've watched a lot of video. I've done, of course, box score scouting. Um, but I worked pretty hard on these comps. It took me a few weeks to build this list. 
and I had a skeleton list already. Uh, but these comps aren't just things I threw together. I, I watched a good amount of video on these players and did some uh, – I, I tried to give good comps, like legit comps. So take these comps uh, pretty strongly, I think. Um, and again, this is on a fantasy basis and a five-year kind of window is what we're looking at, including with the comps. Um, so all in all, I figured that I'm hitting the sweet spot for most people by giving you the stats, giving you the ranking, giving you the comp that's going to help you in your fantasy baseball success moving forward um, and helping you prepare for the next season. Because I know a lot of you who are addicted to fantasy baseball like me, you're already trying to get rankings and stuff ready for next season, or maybe you're doing drafts already. Uh, NFBC is already drafting. And, you've, of course, there's dynasty leagues and odd new leagues. You've got arbitration going right now because it's October 16th when I'm recording this podcast on Sunday. So um, now I don't want to two-hour podcast, so we're going to see if I can do the top 50 or if I can do uh, – I'm definitely doing the top 100, but we'll see if I get from 100 to 51 or if I get all 100 squeezed into one episode. We'll kind of see what pace I've got going with these guys as we're going. So this might be a two-parter. Uh, just beware as we get rolling in here that this might be a two-part episode. Um, but, of course, if you're reading along, you're going to see that the article starts at 1 to 100 – but for podcast sakes and to leave you all sitting on the edge of your fence in the pod, we're going to be starting at 100 and working our way to number one. So let's get started, shall we? Our number 100 prospect is outfielder Alexander Canario with the Cubs. And I have his ETA as 2023. He finished off the season in AA this year. And if you want to read along, again, the article on Friends with Fantasy Benefits so you can read the stats as I go over them and you can see the comp and you can work up the list. You can see the ETA. Uh, you can see everything. I really recommend, if you can, read it along. I know a lot of people like me like to work out during podcasts or drive. If you're driving somewhere, like I'm usually driving for work or I'm working out when I'm listening to a podcast. But if you have the opportunity, if you're sitting at home and you can pull up the article on Friends of Fantasy Benefits, I think that would be the best way to really digest this list. So Alexander Canario, outfielder with the Cubs, 2023 ETA. Uh, he is um, 22 years old, for reference, and my comp for Alexander Canario is Dylan Moore as an outfielder. And I suppose going forward, I'll probably read the stats and then give the comp. But in 2022, in high, he started off in high A. He had 281, 360, 584 with seven homers and three steals. And then in double A, he hit 231, 386, 538. Oh, sorry, that's his triple A numbers. Uh, 231, 386, 538 with six homers and three steals. And double A, 248, 328, 540 with 22 homers and 17 steals. And again, my count for Alexander Canario is Dylan Moore as an outfielder. You can see big power, big steals. He totaled um, 35 homers and, th and 23 steals. So 35, 23. It's a lot of power and speed. Uh, but, and he has also pretty good at batter's eye, where he takes a lot of walks, 
but he strikes out a lot too. So high walks, high Ks, high BABIP. That's kind of why I, I think he has a bad contact tool. He's got like a 40 hit tool. So that's why I've got Dylan Moore because he's got good plate discipline. He's got good power. He's got good speed. It's just, where's the hit tool? So he could go 20-20 in the majors as a starting outfielder uh, with a pretty low average. Maybe like a 240-230 average. So something to keep in mind with Canario. Um, he's going to be helping in Roto Leagues, but he's going to hurt that batting average. So he's someone you want to pair like South Relic with, who we'll get into later. Or even our next guy, number 99, second baseman, Ji-Huan Bay with the Pirates, who I have his ETA as 2023 on my list, but he actually made a debut for a little cup of coffee. I think he played like three games or 10 games or something like that. Let me actually bring it up for you. Um, so his ETA is actually 2022 because he's up. So that means he, even though the Pirates were playing a lot of games with these guys this year with these rookies, bring him up, send him down, bring him up, send him down. Jack Sawinski, Cal Mitchell, these guys were up and down, up and down. O'Neill Cruz, Rolando Contreras. So we'll see next year if they try to do the same thing with some of these guys or if they just bring all these guys up and keep them up. But, um, yeah, they played in 10 games, 33 at-bats, and he started. It looks like he started maybe eight of those games based on that at-bat quantity. But in AAA this year, that's where he started. That's where he finished. Uh, we have a 289 batting average, 362 OBP, 430 slug, Eight homers, 30 steals. So eight homers, 30 steals. A lot of speed here, not a lot of pop. And then he also has a good hit tool, though. And in the MLB, three, 333, obviously 10-game sample size, 405 OBP, 422, or 424, sorry, OP, uh, slug, with zero homers and three steals. So he kept up the steals going to the majors. Three steals in 10 games is pretty solid. And he is 23 years old. So my comp for Ji-Huan Bay is Colton Wong with hints of Whit Merrifield. He's a little taller than Colton Wong. Colton Wong is like 5'7", 5'8". Bay is 6'1". Um, I don't think he's going to be Whit where Whit in his prime was like 15 homers and 40 steals. I think he's going to be a little lighter than that. That's why I've got that comp of Colton Wong and Whit Merrifield. And it's a pretty solid comp for Ji-Huan Bay moving forward. He's going to have good batting average too on top of it. So this guy is really pretty underrated, um, even though I have him ranked 99. I think he's going to be underrated in batting average leagues where you need uh, to pad that batting average. So if you have a guy like Canario who's going to be a home run stolen base guy, then you could look to a guy like Bay to be a middle, nice middle infielder, even next year. Bay could be like a backup middle infielder that I'd be drafting in 15-team leagues. Um, and just hope he starts on the season because he's going to bring speed and he's going to bring batting average. He's not going to get homers, but speed and batting average from a middle infield spot, that's pretty solid. So uh, number 99, Jihuan Bay with the Pirates ETA. He should, could start with the team next year out of spring training. Number 98, we have starting pitcher Jackson Job who was a top five pick in the draft in 2021. I have his ETA as 2025, could be 2024. Really, it's going to depend on if he gets Tommy John or something at some point. I mean, I kind of factoring like an injured season in there because pitching prospects, you almost have to. Um, 
So that's where I'm at on Job. He's probably tracking for 2024, pending some sort of injury. Uh, but Jackson Job, he had he started the season in single A, finished the season in high A. He had a 61 and two thirds innings pitched in single A, 17% K minus walk rate, 4.52 ERA, 136 WHIP. So you can see he's got the strikeout stuff. Everybody knows that he's got the big pitches. He's got a big slider, nice fastball. Um, but, and, and this is where I get the count from, too. We'll get into that in a second. But in high A, he had 15 and two-thirds innings pitched with only a 7.9% K minus walk rate. Again, small sample size, but you can see that he's got a little bit of wildness to his pitching right now. He needs to work on harnessing that control. 115 ERA and a .96 whip. So even that's a though that's a pretty good whip there in his 15 innings in high A, uh, he still had a low K minus walk rate, and a big part of that is just a high walk percentage. Um, and like I said, he's got a big slider. That's his premier pitch, which gives me that comp of Matt Brash. I think Jackson Job is kind of like on that Matt Brash level, where he's got the fastball, he's got the slider. He's got to work on the other pitches, and he's got to work on command in order to be a starter in the majors. He could probably, like, he's definitely going to be at least, like, a high-end reliever, closer type. Um, but for him to get to that high-end starter potential that he has, he's going to have to work on control. So Jackson, Job, Comp, Matt, Brash. Number 97, we have Simeon Woods Richardson with the Twins who actually did come up and make his debut at the very, very, very end of 2022. He came up and made one start. So does that mean he's going to start the season with the Twins? Or are they going to do Super 2 games with him and pitch him like how the Pirates treated Rowanzi Contreras this last year? I'm not really sure. So Simeon Woods Richardson, he's been around for a while. He's been on prospect lists for a few years here being drafted back in 2018. Um, he's 22 years old, and he's going to be 22 going into next year. So he's that's right in, right in about the sweet spot, 22-23 for most pitching prospects coming up to the majors. He started the season in AA this year, went 72-thirds innings pitched with 17.8% K-minus walk rate, 306 ERA, and 116 whip. At AAA, he had 36-2-thirds innings pitched, 20.1% K-minus walk rate, 221 ERA, 0.85 whip. And in the MLB, he had the one start, five innings with a 5% K minus walk rate, small sample size, 360 ERA, and one whip. Now I've got a few comps to Simeon Woods Richardson. Number one at the top of my mind, which I didn't use in the article, is Reaver San Martin. Um, he kind of has similar type stuff, uh, but better than Reaver. So that's why I didn't want to use Reaver as the comp here. Even though I was very high on Reaver last year going in, that was unfortunate. He was really bad this year. Hurt me. Um, my biggest comp with him is he looks, when he pitches, like Giovanni Gallegos. The ball, the way the ball comes out of his hand, the way he's got that really, that arm slot that's like very, very overhand, like incredibly overhand. Um, I think that that makes his velo look higher than it is because this is a guy who the, his fastball velo is like, 91, 92, 93 at best. He doesn't have mass velo. So that's why I think 
This is the other comp I have for him is Nestor Cortez. If he's going to be successful, he's going to have to be like Nestor, nasty Nestor. That's the only way he's going to find success with that type of velo in the current atmosphere of baseball. But he does have a nice curve. He's got a nice changeup. He's got the fastball. Like I said, that's not great. Um, but it's just the way that it comes out of his hand, that overhand style. It, it gets it gets to the plate quicker. It looks like it gets to the plate quicker than like another, like a Zach Rinke 90 mile per hour fastball. So um, Simeon's, Simeon Woods Richardson comp is like a starter version of Giovanni Gallegos. High end uh, outcome would be like Nestor Cortes. Uh, low end would be San Martin getting destroyed. So, um, and he's a righty, by the way. I suppose when I talk about the pitchers, I'll talk what hand they are as well. Jackson Job, right-hander. So, um, I'll give you the, the for hitters, I don't, actually, yeah, sure. For hitters too, I'll stick to it. I try with my comps to comp someone that's the same, that hits the same, from the same side. So, um, I guess, suppose too, I'll give you what side of the plate they're on if they're a hitter and what side or what arm they're using if they're pitcher. Okay, number 96, we have catcher Luis Camposano with the Padres. Now, this dude has been around forever. I can't believe he's actually still on prospect lists. It's like this guy has been up and down for like three years. You know? he, he first came up in 2020. Uh, so he's been, he's been coming up and down for a while. He's been a top prospect for a long time. Why he's not a regular in the majors is beyond me because he's proved everything for you. Like he should have been up at the beginning of last year. Like, I don't know why he's still playing in the minor leagues at this point, 24 years old, right-handed catcher. Um, his triple a stats this season, because he played the whole year in triple a 298 batting average, 363 OBP, 483 OPS with 12 homers and zero steals. His MLB stats, 250, 260, 333 with one homer. But that's in limited, very limited playing time. Uh, he only had 48 at-bats, and he wasn't starting most of those games. So it's probably a new role for him coming off the bench. He's trying to get used to it. I still think this guy could be a starting, good starting catcher for a lot of teams. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be at the Padres, the way that they're treating him, and why they haven't traded him. Out of all these trades they've made, is beyond me. But my comp for Luis Camposano is Francisco Mejia with a bit more power. So you guys might remember Mejia up and down, having some troubles. He went to the Padres too. So I don't know. Camposano reminds me a lot of Mejia. Um, high batting average. Nice plate. Uh, nice nice job at the plate. Good OBP, Good plate discipline. So uh, he just got more power than Mejia. So we'll see if he gets the opportunity with the Padres or it's with someone else. But Camposano, number 96. Number 95 in our list is pitcher Quinn Priester with the Pirates. And I have his ETA at 2024. Now, I think it is possible he comes up next year and has a cup of coffee at the end of the year. But I don't think he's going to be up early in the season, uh, especially the way that the Pirates like to manipulate their team as of now. And he just barely touched AAA at the end of the year. So I think they're going to give him a run at AAA before they bring him up, just based on the way that the Pirates have been operating with their guys. Um, if this is a normal team, Priester would probably be up earlier, mid-2023, but just the way the Pirates operate, like, I don't know, I don't trust them, I suppose, with uh, getting them full exposure next year. 
So, Priester started the year in Double A this year. Seventy-five and a third innings pitched, seventeen K minus walk rate, two eighty-seven ERA, one nineteen WHIP. In Triple A, he had nine and a third inning pitched, so not a huge sample size, and still less than ninety innings total on the season. Seven point five percent K minus walk rate, small sample size, so that doesn't really concern me. Three eighty-six ERA and one twenty-nine WHIP. He's a six-three righty, pretty big. Um, but my comp for him is a mini. And many, I mean, like smaller, like physically smaller and worse version of Adam Wainwright. That's what I see for Priester. He's got a huge 12-6 curveball, and he's got the nice cutter, uh, which is kind of like Wainwright's bread and butter right now is the curve and the cutter. So uh, that's why I get that, uh, the vibe of Adam Wainwright for Quinn Priester. Um, I think he's just not going to be as good as Wainwright. I mean, Wainwright is borderline. Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm a Cardinals fan saying that, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, I think Wainwright, you know, he's he's still borderline Hall of Famer, regardless of, you know, what side of that fence you're on. Um, and I don't think Priester is that, but he could put up 10 years of Adam Wainwright-like numbers. Like, the, the reason Wainwright is borderline Hall of Fame is because he's just been doing it for so long um, at a high level. So, number 94... We have second baseman Connor Norby with the Orioles ETA 2023. He should be up relatively early next year because he's hit all the levels. He's 22 years old. He's going to be 23 for the majority of next year. So I think he's going to spend most of the season up in the majors in 2023. I have uh, stats, double A or high A stats, sorry. 237 batting average, 311 OBP, 425 slug, 8 homers, 6 steals. 2022 AA stats, 298, 389, 571. So a really nice season on AA. 17 homers and 10 steals. And AAA, 359, 405, 718. So he's improved at every level that he went up this year. Uh, four home runs in AAA. So that means he totaled 29 homers and 16 steals on the season. And I don't think he's going to be a huge stolen base guy. I think he's more like a 20 to 25 homer at the major league level. So 20, 20, look for 20 to 25 homers with like 5 to 10 steals. Call him like, call like 23 and 8 on average. Um, and that batting average, I mean, his AAA batting average, 330, 3, 359. That's a small sample size, though. That was only in nine games. So he's not that. But... He should be a 280-ish hitter or so, 270-280 hitter. Um, my comp, maybe 260, some of the seasons where he's high power, so he's going to fluctuate in that 260-280 range probably. And my comp for him is Aaron Hill, former second baseman of the Blue Jays. So that's kind of um, where I'm at with Norby. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, he's an average height or so for a second baseman and Righty, if you want to look more up on him, you can. Number 93, we have third baseman Mark Vientos with the Mets. Vientos came up this year, so ETA 2022. His AAA stats on the season, 280, 358, 519, with 25 homers, zero steals. And his MLB stats, 167, 268, 278. That is in a very small sample size. So, uh, you know, this happens with rookies. They come up and they only play a few games and they they're pinch hitting and stuff like that. Like Vientos was only up for 16 games, but only 36 at-bats. So he's pinch hitting most of those. New role for him. 
He still had good on-base percentage, even though he wasn't hitting for average during that time in the majors. And he probably wasn't expecting it to come up because Beatty was going to come up, and then Vientos had to replace Beatty after Beatty's injury. So my comp for Mark Vientos, and oh, by the way, he's a righty. And, uh, but Mike, and he's, he's a big guy, big dude. So my comp for him is David Freeze with a little more power. That's my Mark Vientos comp. And he should play the majority of the year next year. The thing is, he's a third baseman. Baby's a third baseman. So uh, Vientos is probably going to be playing. I'll obviously block to first with Alonzo. So unless Alonzo moves to DEH, maybe Vientos goes to first. Or Vientos, I think he's played a little second before, so he can play a little second base. Uh, depending on what happens with McNeil, I suppose. But uh, I think Vientos long-term, probably more of a first base DH type while Baby is playing third. Sorry, as I take a drink of water real quick. Okay, number 92, we have outfielder with the Cardinals, ETA 2023, Moises Gomez. Now, probably... Nobody knows who this guy is unless you've been following the minor leagues this year and you're watching to see this guy smashing home runs at the beginning of the year. Uh, he mashed a ton of home runs in double-A, went up to triple-A, didn't perform as well, but he still has big power. Double-A um, stats, 321, 401, 705, 23 homers, 7 steals for the righty. Triple-A stats, 266, 340, 541 with 16 homers and three steals. So that's a total of 39 home runs and 10 steals on the season. Pretty solid. And you'll like my comp for him too, because he's a former Cardinal. My comp for him is Adolis Garcia with more power and less speed. Or maybe like a poor man's Jose Bautista uh, with a Nolan Arenado-like batting stance. If you watch him, uh, he looks like Arenado in that batter's box a lot. Like, really close in that batting stance. So, um, but Adelis Garcia comes to mind because this dude was a minor leaguer for the Cardinals, Adelis, and they got rid of him. And when you look at the depth chart for the Cardinals, I just don't really see a spot for Moises Gomez. So I think this guy is probably going to get traded, whether this offseason or in the season at the trade deadline next year. Um, you know, they just don't really have room when they've got – O'Neal, for a couple of years, still under con- under ARB. He's probably not going to get a contract with the Cardinals because he's just injured all the time. you got Dylan Carlson, Newbar, Jordan Walker playing in the right field now. So, I mean, when you look at this team, the future looks more like uh, Newbar and Carlson are going to be the main competitors for center field. Then in left field, you're going to have like a Yepes, Tyler O'Neal thing, and then you got Jordan Walker in right field. That's like what the future of this outfield looks like. So where does Moises Gomez go? I think Moises Gomez is trade bait, friends, just like Adelis was. But actually, I don't even think the Cardinals traded Adelis. I think they DFA'd him, and the Rangers got uh, this dude for free, basically. Because um, Adelis was right around the same time as Rosarena, and everybody know. And then you, of course, have Lane Thomas. Everybody knows these Cardinals outfielders, when they go to other organiz- organizations, uh, they get, like, fleeting success, um, except for Rosarina. He's stuck around, but, you know, that's what's happened. Number 91, we have middle infielder, second shortstop, Luis Angel Acuna. And, yes, it's Ronald Acuna Jr.'s little bro. And he's with the Rangers. 
ETA, 2024. Um, he is 20 years old, so still young. Hit double A this year. Started at high A, went to double A. And even though his name is Acuna, he's not Ronald Acuna, people. Uh, that's not my count for him. I see he's much higher ranked. So Luis Angel in high A hit 317, 417, 483 with 8 homers and 28 steals. In double A this year, 224, had trouble getting on base compared to Haye, where he had a lot of success getting on base. So my comp for Luis Angel Acuna is actually John Birdie with a much longer career. I see him being basically like what John Birdie was this year when he first comes up um, and doing that for a long time. Because Birdie's like 28 or something or 30 doing that. So I mean, he might be older even. But Birdie's an old dude doing what he's doing. Acuna's going to come up at like 22 doing that. Um, maintain that speed longer. So the main thing for him is going to be getting on pace. He doesn't want to fall under into Billy Hamilton territory uh, or at Alberto Mondesi territory where he's getting hurt. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully he can get on base. And he can be more like a, a long-time John Birdie type, one of these old-school guys made from the 80s who got a ton of steals, got on base, got a ton of steals, and added a little power. Um, that's kind of what we're looking at, which is useful. He's not Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr., guys, but he's a useful player. Number 90, and at this pace, we're definitely not going to get to all 100 in this pod, or else it's going to be a two- or three-hour pod. So we're going to do the top uh, number. We're going to do the, the back 50, and then we'll do part two will be the front 50. So number 90 is outfielder Vaughn Brown with the Giants. ETA is 2023 which I know he only got the high A this year, or he, he barely touched double A. He had one game at double A, so I'm not even going to count that. Um, but he is 24 years old. So that's something to keep in mind with these numbers, and this is why I don't have him ranked in much higher because numbers are insane, but he's way old for the levels he was playing at, A and high A. But the reason he is so old is that he was drafted in 2021 and didn't play uh, really in 2021. He played some complex ball, and that was it. But he was drafted in 2021, um, so he was out of college. Uh, but that's why he is as old as he is. And I'm assuming he's going to be fast-tracked based on the age, so we should see him in 2023 sometime next year, even though he has barely touched double-A at this point. His A stats, 346, 427, 636, with 14 homers and 23 steals. At high A, 350, 454, 611, with nine homers and 21 steals. Yeah, so 23 homers and 44 steals. That's really good. My comp is an outfield version of Trey Turner, like double light, like not even close to Trey Turner, but like he's that sort of player um, with worse plate discipline. And I have a second comp for him, which is a righty Brett Gardner. So I think he's somewhere in between like a, Trey Turner, double light beer, uh, or a righty Brett Gardner is like what his numbers are going to look like. And number 89, second third baseman, Spencer Steer with the Reds, ETA 2022. He came up this year. Um, I'm not going to 
Actually, yeah, I'll give you his MLB stats too. Um, because he, he didn't get a lot of action at the MLB level. He did – I mean, he, he was playing a decent amount when he came up, but um, he never really caught fire, though he did maintain the plate discipline. So that is one thing I like about Spencer's tier. But his double-A stats, 307, 385, 591, with eight homers and one steal. And then he played triple-A for the Twins and the Reds because he was traded – and the Tyler Molly trade this year. So that's something to keep in mind when you look at him on fan graphs. But with the Twins, AAA, he was 242, 345, 485. Then when he got to the Reds, much better, 321, 406, 554. Gotta love that. Uh, combined 15 homers and three steals. So on the season, he combined for 23 homers and four steals. And my comp for Spencer Steer, and by the way, He's playing for the Reds, which is a phenomenal hitter's park, so something to keep in mind. But my comp for him is Ryan McMahon with the Rockies. Second third base profile makes sense. Got uh, righty-righty. Got someone in a good hitting ballpark who's going to hit for a decent average and, like, 20 homer pop. So um, there's Spencer Steer for you, Ryan McMahon Jr. Number eight, 88, sorry, starting pitcher Robert Gasser with the Brewers. ETA 2023 started the season in high A, made it to triple A. He was with the Padres. This is a guy who was a part of the Josh Hader trade along with Astori Ruiz, who we'll get into in part two because he's in the top 50. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, But Gasser, high A stats, 90 and a third inning pitch, 23.1% K minus walk rate, 418 ERA, 126 whip. And double A with the Brewers. 20 and a third inning pitched, 21.7 K minus walk rate, 221 ERA, 108 whip with, uh, and then in triple A, 26 and a third innings pitched, 12.6 K minus walk rate, 444 ERA, 159 whip for the lefty pitcher. My comp for him is Jaime Garcia. It's going to be like uh, number three, number four starter, maybe at the best of his, you know, best point, I think. Um, Similar pitchability, similar size. Just reminds me a lot of Jaime. Um, so that there is Gasser. Jaime Garcia is pretty young, too. He's only 36. So this dude, like Jaime Garcia is good. He retired in 2018. And I'm taking off track here. He retired in 2018. So that means he was like 32 when he retired. Uh, off of, yeah, I guess he did have like, one bad season, but before that, he was, I mean, like, to- in his career, 384 ERA for Jaime Garcia. So, it's pretty solid. People forget about Jaime Garcia, but that's the Cardinals fan of me remembering that. But Gasser, he should be up early enough next year. Um, I don't know why the Padres were holding him down to high A for so long. Uh, maybe they were just trying to build up his stats, make his stats look good, because he's 23. So, it didn't make for- sense for a 23-year-old to be in high A uh, for that long after he was having that much success there. But I think that's what they're doing. They're just trying to get him good stats so that makes him uh, look better for a trade. Uh, but he should be up at some point next year in their rotation. Number 87, third baseman, Christian Encarnacion Strand. Here's another guy that was traded from the Twins to the Reds in the Tyler Molly trade. ETA 2023, he didn't come up like Spencer Steer did. He started the season at high A, made it to double A. High A with the Twins, 296, 370, 599 with 20 homers and seven stolen bases. Uh, 
In double A, the right hit 333, 400, 685 for the Twins, 298, 358, 447 for the Reds. So better for the Twins than the Reds, which is the opposite of steer. And then he, in double A, he had seven homers and one steal. So finished the season with 27 homers, eight steals, nice power, good ballpark. I like it. But my comp for him is one of his teammates, a worse righty version of Mike Moustakis is what I think we're looking at. Slightly worse. Because Mike Moustakis isn't, like, amazing by any means. But um, I think Strand, Incarnation Strand is going to be, like, a slightly worse version of Mike Moustakis, who actually has had a pretty good career. So um, if you're like, Moustakis, bleh. Like, <laughs> Moustakis had some good seasons. So don't forget it. Number 86, outfielder Pedro Leon with the Astros. 2023 is the ETA. A lot of people thought he was going to be up this year. But uh, he didn't make it. Uh, didn't play well enough, I suppose. But he spent the whole year at AAA. 228 batting average, 365 OBP, 431 slug with 17 homers and 38 steals. My comp is Jonathan VR with a worse hit tool. So worse hit tool than Jonathan VR. Mm. Number, but you know what? Steals are worth a lot. Fantasy baseball. Number 85, third baseman Kobe Mayo with the Orioles, ETA 2024. I might be the low guy on Mayo. I just don't really like his contact skills or his plate discipline. You know, yeah, he's got some power, he's got some speed, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not a huge fan at this point in Kobe Mayo. Maybe you can change my mind. But high A stats, 251, 326, 494 with 14 homers and five steals. Double A stats, 190, 261, 286 with one homer. And my comp is an older Will Myers. Because Will Myers, when he was younger, going like 2020, 25-25, was actually pretty darn good. But I think he's like a Will Myers of today. It's going to be like what he does, uh, but at third base. So there's the comp. Number 84, first baseman Dustin Harris with the Rangers. ETA is 2023. The thing is, I just don't know where they're going to put him because you have Nathaniel Lau at or low. Is he a low or Lau? I always get that confused. But he's a first. So Dustin Harris, where is he going to play? Is he going to play in left field? He's going to play in outfield possibly, or is he going to DH? Or is he and Lau going to timeshare? I don't really know. But they've got to find a spot for him. Uh, 2022 double A stats. He played double A, even though he should be up relatively soon. 257, 346, 471 with 17 homers and 19 steals. And uh, I guess my comp does show that he might end up in left field because it is Alex Gordon is the comp for Dustin Harris. Royals legend, Alex Gordon. Number 83, second baseman, Eduard Julian with the Twins. ETA is 2023. I could have used one of his teammates as a comp, <clears throat> Miranda, but um, we'll talk about that in a second. His AA stats in 2022 were 300, 441, 490, with 17 homers and 19 steals. This dude is just a, a hitter. Uh, he, he reminds me also of Yuli Gurriel, by the way. So, like, Miranda, Yuli Gurriel, kind of like in this Julian territory, but the comp that I use because he has really good plate discipline and he does have power speed is Kevin Biggio meets Gavin Lux. So there's Julian. It's just hopefully, like, those guys didn't never really put it together. <laughs> so, like, hopefully Julian does. <laughs> but similar skills, I would say. Um, similar, similar profiles. Number 82, we have second baseman, third baseman, Emmanuel Valdez with the Red Sox. ETA is 2023. Another guy who was traded at the deadline from the Astros to the Red Sox. Uh, you know, I can't even remember who the Astros traded for in that trade. Um, reliever? Had to be a reliever, right? 
Someone listening is yelling right now, but I can't remember who was traded. But Valdez went back to the Red Sox. And double um, A stats for Valdez with the Astros 357, 463, 649 with 11 homers and four steals. Triple A stats with the Astros 296, 347, 560. And triple A stats with the Sox 237, 309, 422. So not as good with the Red Sox. New org, take some time. We understand it. But on the season, 28 homers combined with eight steals. Pretty solid. My comp for Emmanuel Valdez is Eduardo Escobar. Number 81, second baseman Jonathan Aranda with the Rays, ETA 2022. He came up this year. Didn't play much, which is why his stats are not that great, I think, because he needed to get more consistent playing time. In AAA this year, 318, 394, 521 with 18 homers and four steals. At the MLB level, 192, 276, 321 with two homers, zero steals. My comp is a righty Jake Cronenworth. And now I'm trying to fly through these because I realized I was going too slow at the beginning. Sorry, people, but I'm going to get 30 more in here. I know it. Number 80, starting pitcher Emerson Hancock with the Mariners, ETA 2023, AA all year. His stats were 98 and a third innings pitched, 13.1% K minus walk rate, 375 ERA, 120 whip. My comp for Emerson Hancock is Miles Michaelis. Number 79, catcher Edgar Cuero with the Angels, ETA 2025. He spent the whole season at regular A, single A, low A, whatever you want to call it. 312 batting average, 435 OBP, 530 slug, 17 homers, 12 steals, only 19. And my comp for him is a switch hitting Brad Osmus because he's a switch hitter. Love it. I, I didn't want to go Rutschman. You know, that's a cheat. Right now, and he's not that he's not going to be Rutschman. Nobody is. Number 78, shortstop Edwin Arroyo with the Reds. This is another trade guy. He was traded from the Mariners to the Reds and the Luis, Luis Castillo deal. ETA, though, is 2025. He's a bit further away than the other guys who were traded. 2022 A stats with the Mariners, 316, 385, 514. He did struggle with the Reds after the trade, 227, 303, 381. Hopefully that course corrects after he's there for a whole offseason. But uh, he did combine for 14 homers and 25 steals. So uh, nice speed. So he's got some power. And he showed with the Mariners that he can get on base and he can hit. Um, my comp for Edwin Arroyo is a worse version of Tommy Edmond and Andres Jimenez, like, smashed into one guy. Number 77, shortstop Brian Rocchio with the Guardians, Guardians ETA 2023. And double A stats, 265, 349, 432, with 13 homers and 12 steals. Triple A stats, 234, 298, 387, with five homers and two steals. So that gets him at 18 homers and 14 steals on the season. I think he's got more speed built in there, too. Uh, maybe with the base, with the, the bases getting bigger and the changes that are coming, he gets to get more steals. My comp for Rocchio, I didn't mean to use this guy twice in a row. Uh, because what I did was I did all the stats and the comps, and then I ranked the guys, and it just ended that I had these two guys next to each other. But my comp for Brian Rocchio is Tommy Edmond. So I go from a Tommy Edmond and Andre Semenas smash up uh, to a Tommy Edmond. Now, I think Arroyo's going to be better long-term than Rocchio, but Rocchio's going to be up much sooner, which is why I have Rocchio one spot ahead of Arroyo. Um, but anyway, he's a switch-hitting shortstop, maybe second baseman, who has speed, has some power, Tommy Edmond, right there. Number 76, outfielder George Valero with the Guardians. And yes, that's two Guardians in a row as well. So I, I have two Tommy Edmonds in a row, and then I have two Guardians in a row. Complete accident. It just happened to work out that way. 
Um, but George Valera, I know like guys like the Welsh are really big on him. I'm not huge on him. Um, he has a nice swing, but besides that, like, I feel like he's just not performing the way he should be based on some of the words that some of the guys, other guys say about him. But double A stats, 264, 367, 470 with 15 homers and two steals. Triple A stats, 221, ugh, 324, 448 with nine homers and zero steals. That's a 24 homers and two steals on the season. My comp is that he reminds me of a lefty Ronald Acuna when he's hitting. Like I said, he has a nice swing. But I think his stats are going to look closer to like a lefty version of Marcelo Zuna, which is inconsistent. He's going to have some good seasons. He's going to have some seasons where he hits 30 homers. He's going to have some seasons where he hits 14 homers. And uh, that's where I'm at with Valera. Number 75, outfielder Joey Weimer with the Brewers. ETA 2023, double A stats, 243, 321, 440, with 15 homers and 25 steals. Triple A stats, 287, 368, 520. Yeah, better triple A. I love that. Six homers, six steals. So that's 21 homers and 31 steals on the season. My comp for Joey Weimer, and everybody uses this comp for this kid, it's Hunter Pence. He's just kind of weird. So, uh, like Pence, kind of matches up perfectly. Really, there's no other comp for him. Uh, number 74, starting pitcher Mick Abel with the Phillies, ETA 2024. And you probably know his name because he was drafted very highly a couple years ago. Uh, high A stats for Mick Abel, 85 and a third innings pitched with 17.5 K minus walk rate, 401 ERA, 132 whip. And by the way, you're going to love it that this guy had over 100 innings pitched this year. Uh, so he's building up. He could be up in 2023. It's very possible. But I think another guy we're going to talk about, a Phillies pitcher uh, who is better and younger, uh, we'll get the call before him. 23 innings pitch at triple at double uh, A with 15.2% K minus walk rate, 352 ERA, 135 whip. And my comp for him is a young Max Scherzer with significantly worse control. So again, a, a double light beer, not just a light beer, not a, just a light Max Scherzer. This is a double light beer. This is like an O'Doul's version of Max Scherzer. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like when when you hear Max Scherzer, it's just because like they look they they look the same on the mound to me. They have similar pitching repertoire. A lot of pitches, so that's where I get the comp. But I don't think he's gonna be Max Scherzer, so I don't take it at that. He's Max Scherzer, O'Doul's version, with much worse control right now, anyway. But Scherzer, I think, had pretty bad control too when he was coming up. So maybe similar career arc as Scherzer at the end of the day when we talk about Nick Gable in 25 years. Number 73, outfielder Pete Crow Armstrong, PCA with the Cubs, ETA 2024 for PT- PCA. Uh, he started the year in A ball and low A and then made it to high A. A ball stats, 354, 443, 557, killer. Seven homers, 13 steals. And in high A, 287, 333, 498. So that on-base percentage, that play discipline really went down with the better pitching that he was against. But the power and speed was maintained because he had 16 homers and 32 steals to wrap it all up. My comp for PCA is a Cedric Mullins light. Number 72, Starting pitcher, Mason Montgomery with the Rays, ETA 2023. High A stats, 69 and two-thirds innings pitch for the lefty. 32.3% K minus walk rate is just absolutely killer. 181 ERA and 109 whip. Love it. Look, I love the double A stats too. 54 and a third innings pitch, 17% K minus walk rate. 248 ERA, 103 whip. My comp for Mason Montgomery is John Means. Interdivision comp. Hey, number 71, Tamar Johnson with the Pirates. ETA 2025, uh, he was drafted this year and actually made it to A-ball. And you got to love that for a high school kid. 
uh, making a ball first year. Now he hit 275, 396, 450 with one homer and four steals. It was just a cup of coffee, but still got some PAs. Love that. My comp for Tamar Johnson, and one of the reasons he's so low in this ranking at 71 is because he's so far away from the majors. But my comp for him is a shorter Jason Kipnis and uh, one who might have some Brian Dozier-esque or Brandon Phillips-esque seasons in those big seasons for those guys. So he's going to have some good years, I think, at prime for Tamar Johnson. Uh, end of his career might not be great because he has so much built on speed, um, and he's not going to be a huge power guy. He's kind of like a, a, a little, like a good amount of power for second baseman. Oh, yeah, and he's a second baseman. Number 70, second baseman, third baseman, Eggy Rosario with the Padres. Came up this year in 2022 for a cup of coffee. Spent most of the year at AAA with a 288, 368, 508 triple slash, 22 homers, 21 steals. Gotta love it, 2020 club, baby. Uh, MLB stats, he only played a couple games. 200, 333, 200, so it doesn't really matter. My comp for Eggy is Luis Urias. Number 69, the special magic number starting pitcher, Ken Waldachuk with the A's, ETA 2022. Obviously, he was with the Yankees, got traded to the Athletics in the Frankie Montes deal. He had with the Yankees, uh, or with the Athletics, sorry, in double A, 28 and two thirds innings pitch, 32.1% K minus walk rate, 126 ERA, 0.91 whip. No, that was with the Yankees. Triple A stats with the Yankees, 47 and two thirds innings pitch, 22.8% K minus walk rate, 359 ERA, 128 whip. Triple A stats with the A's, 13 and two thirds innings pitch, 17.9% K minus walk rate, 395 ERA, 124 whip. His numbers at the majors were atrocious, but it was just a cup of coffee, so I'm going to give them to you. My comp for Ken Waldachuk is like a lower ceiling Trevor Rogers. He's like Trevor Rogers, like bad Trevor Rogers. It's like his ceiling. It's like what, what Ken Waldachuk is going to be. Um, he might be better out of a bullpen if he makes it to the bullpen at some point, but um, that's kind of where I'm at on Waldachuk. Uh, low ceiling Trevor Rogers. Number 68, starting pitcher Cade Cavalli with the Nationals ETA 2022. Again, he came up for a cup of coffee at the end of the year. Also atrocious numbers in MLB, so I'm going to give them to you because I'm trying to save some time here. At AAA, though, he had a pretty solid season. 97 innings, 16.3% K-minus walk rate, 371 ERA, 118 whip. Mike Comp for Cade Cavalli, and this may, just makes too much sense because both these guys have been injured. Both these guys, big, big, big fastball. But my comp is Nate Pearson. Hopefully Nate Pearson can do something sometime ever. He's, he's probably set for the bullpen for, for his future now with the Jays. That'd be my guess. Number 67, though, talking about the Jays, catcher Gabriel Moreno with the Blue Jays, ETA 2022. I know a lot of people like him more than me, but uh, he's a batting average guy. And I like power, man. So AAA stats, 315, 386, 420 with three homers, seven steals. MLB stats, 319, 356, 377 with one homer. So only four homers on the season, which is down from 2021. My comp for Moreno is Jason Kendall. Number 66, another catcher, but he won't be a catcher at the majors. He's going to be a first baseman. Tyler Soderstrom with the Athletics. He'll probably be backup catcher slash DH slash first baseman or something like that. Maybe like what MJ Melendez is doing more or less. Um, but he started that season in high A and made it all the way to AAA. So that's some nice progress there for Soderstrom. Uh, 260, 323, 513 in high A with 20 homers. Double uh, A, 278, 327, 496 with eight homers. Then triple A, 297, 316, 405 with a homer. So 29 homers on the season. This dude has no speed whatsoever. Uh, my comp for him is Josh Bell, 
with a tad of left side Adley Rutschman uh, in there. And then like a little mix of lefty Christian Walker, just like a hint of lefty Christian Walker. So Josh Bell, a little lefty Adley Rutschman, and a hint of a lefty version of Christian Walker. It's kind of like what Tyler Soderstrom is going to be, I think. Number 65, shortstop Colson Montgomery with the White Sox, ETA 2024. He started the year in, in low A and then made it to double A. Low A stats 324, 424, 476 with four homers. High A stats 258, 387, 417 with five homers and a steal. Double A stats 146, 192, 292. So not too good at double A, but dude's young. So he'll, he has time. He'll be fine. My comp for him is a lefty Carlos Correa with a worse hit tool than Correa. Because he's a big dude. Big dude. Number 64, starting pitcher Jack Leiter with the Rangers, ETA 2023. He had a terrible season, as we'll see here with his double-A stats. 92 and two-third innings, 12.5% K-walk rate, 554 ERA, 155 whip. He's still got the stuff, though. My comp for Leiter is Spencer Schreider, Jack Flaherty, and Sonny Gray all rolled into one guy who just hasn't figured it out yet. Number 63, shortstop. Oswald Peraza with the Yankees, ETA 2022, came up this year, played a little bit at the end of the season. In AAA this year, 259, 329, 448, with 19 homers and 33 steals. And the MLB level, 306, 404, 429, nice, with one homer and two steals. So it's 20 homers and 35 steals on the season. Um, Not going to do that at the major league level, I don't think. But my comp for Oswald Peraza is Andres Jimenez. Number 62, Alec Burleson, outfielder with the Cardinals. Lefty, ETA 2022, came up as kind of like a bench guy. He's played a few games at the end of the season. Didn't do too much with the Major League team this year, but he should start the season on the team next year. Triple A stats, 331, 372, 532 with 20 homers and four steals. MLB stats, 188, 264, 271, one homer, one steal. So, yep, didn't do much in the majors. Uh, but my comp for Alec Burleson is like a Lance Berkman double light. So Lance Berkman, Hall, it could be a Hall of Famer. I mean, like, dude is awesome, but um, he's like not even just the light. He's the he's the duels Lance Berkman. Number sixty one, first baseman Cam Collier with the Reds. ETA's twenty twenty five. Only played complex league this year, but three seventy five fourteen six thirty with two homers. So nice. My comp for Cam Collier and the reason, just like tomorrow, why he's so far down is uh, proximity. So my comp for him is Rafael Devers and MJ Melendez mashed together in a one. Number 60, outfielder Colton Kowser with the Orioles. ETA is 2023. Started at high A, made it to triple A. At high A, went 258, 385, 410 with four homers and 16 steals. Double A, 341, 469, 568. So absolutely destroyed double A with 10 homers and two steals. And then triple A, 219, 339, 429 with five homers and zero steals. So one thing to note is the steals have gone down at every single level. While the power seemingly has gone up, it's good on base skills here, bad contact skills though. So his comp is like a 20 homer, 15 steal version of Joey Gallo. Number 59, starting pitcher Gordon Graceffo with the Cardinals, ETA is 2023. High A stats, 45 and two thirds innings, 31.5 K minus walk rate, 0.99 ERA, 0.68 whip. Double-A stats, 72 innings, 14.6 K-minus walk, 413 ERA, and 110 whip. My comp for Gordon Graceffo is Mike Clevenger. If you watch both of them pitch, they pitch so similar. And, like, Clevenger doesn't pitch really like anyone else in the majors. So, like, but if you watch Graceffo, you'll be like, yeah, that's Mike Clevenger. Number 58, outfielder Gavin Cross with the Royals. ETA 
2024. Dude was just drafted. And here's his A stats. 293, 423, 596. Seven homers and four steals. Yeah, he was old for the low A level, but he was just drafted. So next year, probably going to play high A, double A, might even make it to triple A, and then he'll be up sometime in 2024. My comp for Gavin Cross is Carlos Beltran with less speed. So maybe if you look at like Carlos Beltran's mid-career seasons, that's what Gavin Cross is going to do, I think. Number 57, starting pitcher Tanner Bibby with the Guardians. ETA 2023, high A stats, 59 innings, 31.6 K minus walk, 259 ERA, 107 whip. Double A stats, 73 and two-thirds innings, 23.5% K minus walk, 183 ERA, 0.88 whip. So got even better at double A. My comp for Bibby, and yes, it's a Guardian, but it's Shane Bieber. This dude just has pinpoint control. He reminds me a lot of Shane Bieber. Number 56, first baseman Matt Mervis with the Cubs, ETA 2023. High A stats, 353, 89, 650 with seven homers. Double A stats, 300, 370, 596 with 14 homers and two, st- and two steals. Triple A stats, 297, 388, or sorry, 383, 593 with 15 homers. So he combined for 36 homers and two steals across three levels. And if you watch him swing, he, his swing looks a lot like Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper is like once in a generation guy. Bryce Harper is a future Hall of Famer. I think Matt Marvis is a future Hall of Famer. He is probably going to be more like a lefty version of CJ Crone, who swings a lot like Bryce Harper. Number 55, starting pitcher DL Hall with the Orioles. ETA was 2022. He came up mostly pitched out of the bullpen this year, pitched way better out of the bullpen than he did as a starter. Um, but AAA, 72 innings, 21.7 K minus walk rate, 475 ERA, 150 whip. MLB, 13 and two-thirds innings, 20.3% K minus walk, 593 RA, 168 whip. He reminds me of a shorter version of Andrew Miller with a third pitch. Andrew Miller with a changeup and shorter, and he might make it as a starter because he's got that third pitch, but we won't know yet. But worst-case scenario, he could be an Andrew Miller out of the bullpen because the slider, just like Andrew Miller's slider, is friggin' ridiculous. Um, Really great stuff. Terrible command, just like Andrew Miller. Number 54, as we're closing in on 50, second baseman, third baseman, Jordan Westberg with the Orioles. ETA is 2023. Double A stats, 247, 344, 473 with nine homers and three steals. Triple A stats, 273, 361, 508. So got better at Triple A, 18 homers and nine steals. That's 27 homers and 12 steals. And he's probably going to be playing second or short because it looks like Gunner is going to be third baseman long term. And my comp is Dansby Swanson-ish. It reminds me of Dansby Swanson. He's going to do some Dansby Swanson-type things. So that's Jordan Westberg. Number 53, starting pitcher Owen White with the Rangers. ETA is 2023. High A stats, 58 and two-thirds innings, 25.5 K minus walk, 399 ERA, 119 whip. Double A stats, 21 and two-thirds innings, 22.4% K minus walk, 249 ERA, 106 whip. My comp for Owen White is Luis severino Light with a curve instead of a sinker. They look the same. They pitch pretty similarly. It's just a couple different pitches changing out. But um, I like Owen White with the Rangers. Number 52, outfielder Sal Frelick with the Brewers. ETA is 2023. What are the Brewers going to do with all these outfielder prospects? As you'll see, we're not even done with outfielder with the Brewers, and we already talked about two now with Sal Frelick. High A stats, 291, 391, 456, two homers, six steals. Double A, 317, 380, 466, five homers, nine steals. Triple A, 365, 435, 508 with four homers and nine steals. Man, those slash lines are 
just friggin' ridiculous. Uh, 11 homers on the season with 24 steals. My comp for South Relic is Brandon Nimmo and Stephen Kwan mashing one dude. And last guy that we're going to talk about today, number 51 starting pitcher Cody Morris with the Guardians, ETA 2022. He made his debut. AAA stats, 15 in the third innings. He was hurt most of the season. 41.4 K minus walk. I know it's a small sample size. Though. 235 ERA, 0.72 whip. In the MLB, 23 and two-thirds innings, 11% K minus walk rate, 228 ERA, 139 whip. My comp for Cody Morris is Roy Halladay Light. Light version of Roy Halladay. So obviously, Roy Halladay, Hall of Famer. I don't think Cody Morris is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, even if he uh, pitched like Roy Halladay right away, he's probably too old because he's like a 25-year-old rookie to even make the Hall of Fame, which is going to be 26 next year even. So um, poor Cody Morris starting his career so late. Um, but anyway, that's our number 51 through 100, starting 51 with Cody Morris and getting all the way to 100 with Alexander Canario. If uh, you want to find more of my work, you can read on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Like I said, I recommend reading the article. Um, it'll help you, especially, you know, if you just listen to the pod. You want to read about it, look at the rankings, you can save the rankings, save the article for when you're doing your drafts and the preseason going into next year. Just press the little star, bookmark this bad boy, um, bookmark my pod. You can listen to it again next year uh, as you're getting ready to draft when you're doing first-year player drafts or whatever. Or if you're an odd new and you're trying to uh, figure out what keepers you want to keep before uh, when, when arbitration's over. So um, anyway, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You can find my podcast on Apple Pods and Spotify. I hope you found this entertaining and helpful. Please provide me a review if you like it. I like when people uh, comment on my work. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Fantasy Aceball. Uh, I appreciate follows on Twitter. If you like my work, please hype me up. I appreciate it. Follow me. Retweet me. Thank you very much for listening. We will get into part two shortly. Uh, I may even record it today and then just put it out in a couple days on the road. So thanks for listening. Peace.